you never really know what's going on in your life, but God has this plan and Jesus has this plan for your life. And my favorite Bible verse is John 13, 7, and it says, uh, you do not know now, or Jesus replied that you do not know now, but later you will understand. And I think that that's what it all circles back to. Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Leah Bartlett. Leah's relationship with God has always been sound, but her faith grew stronger when she realized that God is in control. Welcome to this episode of the Behind My Journey podcast. My name is Quinn Eaton, and sitting with me today is Leah Bartlett. Leah, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I actually don't know if people usually ask me how I am doing (laughs) whenever we do these, these podcasts, but I really appreciate you asking. Um, This is the Behind My Journey podcast. Thank you so much for sitting down and taking the time to do this. Um, I know that we probably would have gotten together a little bit earlier, but you were busy with some things that we'll probably get to here in just a little bit as we get to know you a little bit better. So um, I will introduce you. I'll go ahead and say that you're a student at Murray State. You are a junior, right? Yes, yes. You're majoring in wildlife biology. Mm Mm-hmm. And the reason why we kind of pushed back this episode is because you were competing at a national tournament or competition of some sorts. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, I was competing at Conclave, which is a national wildlife competition in the southeast. We get like 20 different schools to go compete. All the students go and we do fun things like duck calling and fly fishing and dendrology, quiz bowl, the whole nine yards. It was a lot of fun. And did you win? I did not. (laughs) Well, that's okay. Because, I mean, it sounds like the experience was something that you'll always remember. Yeah, Um, sure. (laughs) We were actually talking before, like, I I hunt from time to time, and I I can never master the duck call. So the fact that you were competing in that shows that you're pretty good at it. So I would like to say I'm I'm pretty decent, fairly decent. Good. And, uh, of course, you've been working with the journey uh, from time to time, correct? And then student ministry, is that right? Yes, yes. I'm a middle school leader. I got my sixth grade girls. Awesome. And... You told me that you're going to be doing an internship with the Journey. Yes, I'm very excited. Over the summer, I'll be interning here at Journey. I'll be kind of doing a lot of the children's ministry and some of the students' ministry, and I'll be going to camp. So I'm super excited about that. That sounds really exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled. And just to get a little bit of your backstory, of course, it's the Behind My Journey podcast. So we have to, of course, we're talking about all the things you're doing now, but now we have to go a little bit back uh, and, and get some of that initial origin story for you. So... Where did you originally grow up? Was it in this area or did you? No, I'm actually, I'm from the coast. So I'm about 13 hours away. Okay. I moved to Mary for school. So I'm from Williamsburg, Virginia. Okay. It's a little historic town on yeah. the coast. And that's, I, I mean, that's still a pretty long way to go for college. So how, yeah. <laughs> how has that experience been? Because uh, did you grow up in church? Was it was there a church that you went to whenever you were uh, growing up as a kid? Um, We were in and out of church when I was younger. My dad wasn't really into the whole faith thing and my mom was Catholic, so there is this tear mm. between them where we couldn't really find a middle ground, so we just didn't really go. Um, I got invited to church when I was about to start seventh grade by a neighbor friend of mine, and she was a year younger, so she invited me, and it was just this like summer kickoff party. So we went, and I was like, that was so much fun. It was a party. There were cute boys, so I want to go again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, can I go next week? And she was like, yeah. And that was a lot different. We actually had like a sermon and we broke off into small groups and I was like, this is a lot different, <laughs> but I still had a good time. So I kept going back and then the school year started and me her got split into different groups and cause she was a year younger. So she was with the sixth graders. Mm-hmm. I was with seventh graders. And that's where I really got to like start asking questions and figure things out for myself. So when was it 
or what age would you say that you placed your faith in Jesus? Because of course that's that story right there is just you kind of getting introduced to it. I know your your parents probably uh, had a couple of things to say about faith and religion, but when was it when you yourself decided to let God into your life? Um, I think I was thirteen. I think I was yeah in seventh grade. It was probably like halfway through seventh grade. Um, I would sit down with the pastor. I was asking a lot of I guess you could say difficult questions when I was in seventh grade and. My youth leader at the time, she didn't really know how to answer a whole bunch of them, so she kind of just threw me to the pastor, and he would sit with me before the sermons, and he would talk to me about what it means to be a Christ follower, and how Jesus meets you where you are, and that he loves you, and he loves everybody, no matter what they're going through, so it was that, and he kind of taught me about what it means to accept Jesus and to live my life for him, so I would say, yeah, I was Mm -hmm. about 13. Do you remember any of the questions that you asked? Was yeah. there like some general questions that you had? Yeah. So when I was in seventh grade, my middle brother, he went off to college. At that time, he started really struggling with drugs and alcohol. And so I was asking a lot of questions in my youth group about like how God can love an addict and how God can love him, even though he says things and does things that are really mean. And in my group, I was with a whole bunch of homeschoolers and they all lived in a lot of dry homes. So they didn't even know what alcohol was. And I was asking a lot of really tough questions. And so he sat down with me and he told me about how his brother struggled with drugs and alcohol too and how God can love people through that and how Mm -hmm. we just have to be there for them. That's really good guidance. And you're asking, it sounds like, some very mature questions at a young age. So do you feel like that kind of helped strengthen your relationship with God in the beginning, having that wise counsel and being able to answer or ask those questions and and have them answered? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Because I feel like I jumped in from really not knowing anything to getting these answers and this pastor he didn't beat around the bush he was just straight up with me he told me how it was um but I really liked the way that he answered all my questions so I think yeah that I jumped in with deep questions Mm -hmm. and with facing hard things I think that definitely made my relationship a lot deeper at the start and were there any struggles before you were able to make that connection with God and maybe even just step into a church was there a time in your life, I know you say you're, you're saying you were 13 whenever you kind of let God into your heart, so there might not have been uh, a ton of struggles, but at, at the same time, was there anything that you were kind of struggling with and it kind of helped to have that transformation in your life? Um, I think it just was a place where I knew that I was loved no matter what. It was, I could come with any baggage, I could come with anything that was going on and I knew that I had a place to belong. So I guess it was beforehand, you know, I was a little rambunctious kid and was always getting in trouble and doing whatever. And so it was, I kind of had this sense of meaning at that point then where it went from me just goofing off and not really caring about anything till I had something to live for at that point. And I, I still, I'm just sitting here and, and thinking that these decisions and like these life moments that you're having, it seems like that's a very young age to mature that quickly. So can you speak on how that impacted you, like as a person, as you grew up, to kind of have those things in your life from an early age? And I mean, it sounds like you really had a good head on your shoulders as far as faith goes, because I remember whenever I was a kid at, at your age, it, I I felt like the only thing I was worried about was like, you know, what my friends were doing or or the, the latest sports game that, you know, that was on that we had watched or something as, as a group or something. It just seems like you had a lot of moments where you were very mature. Well, I would not say that I lived my whole life being this mature. Like, I didn't have a come-to-Jesus moment and then immediately stop. 
okay. goofing off and messing around. <laughs> so don't don't think that. But um, yeah, I think it was just I grew up with three older brothers and they all kind of paved the path for me. And I kind of saw the way that they made wrong decisions and I tried to make right decisions. And then I don't know, I just grew up. I felt like I raised them, even though they were all older than me. And it got to be the point where I was done. I turned 18 and I was like, I'm going to move out. So I moved halfway across the country, all the way from my family. And yeah, I think, I don't know. I wouldn't say that I had the best head on my shoulders, but I feel like I had a lot of good guidance. And so you're the youngest in your family, yes. right? So how has it been? Because you said that you were almost teaching them a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So was there ever an invitation where you asked some of your family members to go to church or... or even just in, introduce them to some conversations about about God? Yeah, so my, my mom grew up Catholic when she was younger, mm-hmm. and then she kind of stopped going to the church. And I, when I was going to church regularly, it got to be the point where I started asking her to take me, because I was only going on youth group nights. It got to be the point where I was starting to ask her to take me on Sundays because I couldn't drive and I wanted to go. So my mom ended up going with me, and we've invited my dad and we've invited my brothers, and... It's one of those things where you're just going to keep inviting them one day that they'll say yes. So right now it's just me and my mom. But yeah, I would like to say that I really helped bring my mom back into the church. That's awesome. And of course, you're saying that whenever you're 18, you move out, you move way away from your family, which is, you know, most of the time a good thing. Sometimes, you know, you can get a little homesick. So how has it been with that whole process? Because I know that you, you probably maybe missed some of the things back at home. You maybe missed the church that you were going to. So, of course, coming to Murray, which is, you said, 13 mm-hmm. hours away, you find the Journey Church. So that's nice because you've kind of found another sense of belonging. But is there ever that, like, tug of war between, man, I really love it here, but I also I also love my experience back at home? Yeah, yeah, I definitely miss my family. I really only get to see them, like, once or maybe twice a year. Um, and I definitely miss my church home back home, those people, I know, but the thing is with them is that I could call them at 3 a.m. with anything, and I know that they'll still be there for me, because it's not about the building that the church was in, it really was the relationships that I was able to make with those people, and I love, I love my home here at Journey. It reminds me a lot of my, my church back home, but I got, I mean, I grew up in Virginia, I got love for Virginia, but I can't stay in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Kentucky is definitely my home now. Awesome. And just thinking, as a college student, oftentimes whenever you have that freedom, a lot of college students will choose not to go to church. But it seems like it was the opposite for you. You wanted to make sure that you could find somewhere in the community where you could get plugged into a church. So how was it that you came about finding uh, the journey? Um, I was a set up and tear down church back home. So okay. we were set up and tear down. We were in a high school and in a middle school, a movie theater. We were all over the place. And so looking around the different churches in Murray, um, I heard that journey was set up and tear down. So I came to check it out and I immediately fell in love. I checked out a couple others because, you know, you got a church date. You can't just base everything off mm-hmm. the first time. So I went to a couple other ones and I just found my way back at journey. And I really, really love it here. And how long was it bef- uh, like whenever you started attending that you started volunteering as well? Because I know you, you, we already mentioned earlier that you work with the, like the children's ministry. So. so I came to Journey the first time, and then I checked out a couple other churches. And then a little bit later, I found my way back to Journey. And so I guess the second time that I came, I ran up to Jared, and I was like, hey, sign me up. What do, what do I need to do to get involved? And that was it. I've just nosedived since then. 
is that has that always been kind of your personality where it, you just kind of go off instincts and you just know something's right? Like, do you feel like God was kind of pushing you to, to go up to Jared that day and, and tell you to volunteer? Definitely, because if it wasn't God, I would not be working with middle schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good answer. That's a really good answer. So uh, kind of going back, I, I know that the journey is an important part of, uh, of your faith journey. So, and that sounds confusing. I'm saying finding the journey church <laughs> is a part of your story now. Um, so how was, or how has life been since you have had that relationship with God? Because some people have an aha moment where it's like, Oh wow, my life changed at this date. Sometimes it's more transitionary and it happens over time. So how would you describe that moment for you where, you let God into your life and then you can see the results and you can see the benefits from doing so. I think it was a whirlwind, honestly. Um, I wish in some, in some aspects, I wish that I had a gradual so I can look back and see where I came from. But honestly, it was just every day I feel like I'm growing more and my life completely took a 180. It's that I have this constant place where I belong, this constant person that loves me, no matter what, he hears the broken prayers, he hears everything, and he's constantly there for me, and just, I know that I'm loved, no matter what I'm going through, what I'm walking through, and that everybody around me is loved. So I would say that it was definitely, definitely a 180 moment, mm -hmm. but I'm constantly growing as well. And how is that comfort that you feel, knowing that God is in your life? And you have someone that is with you and walking with you. And is it you're able to talk to you whenever you want. Like, how is it having God in that position to give you that comfort? Oh, gosh, it's amazing. I've walked through some, some valleys of my life. And being able to know that I have somebody that always has my back and that doesn't blame me for anything and just lifts me up and views me as this perfect individual that he handcrafted and that he loves, it's just so refreshing and reassuring to know that I have that rock in my life. And you kind of mentioned it earlier, you know that you're helping with, with the student ministry because God's pushing you to do it. Yes. So is that, you're saying that because it's one of those things that you might not like have volunteered yourself for if you knew that God wasn't pushing you to do it? Yeah, I like to think <laughs> that I'm super like outgoing and will do things, mm -hmm. but when it comes to uh, like doing church stuff, I definitely, that's where I find my patience, is everything else, they're like, hey, you go do this, go do that. I'm like, all right, and I sign up for it immediately. When it comes to church things, I definitely wait till I'm called, and then the second that I'm called, I'm running headfirst for it. And you're speaking on patience, which I feel like I've said the word mature a hundred <laughs> times in this episode, but that's definitely something that comes with, uh, it seems like a lot of studying and and thinking and of course communication with God is having that patience can you speak on that a little bit more because I, I think that if someone hears that and like it and God, church gives you the patience God gives you that patience mm -hmm. what exactly do you mean whenever you say that um I would say that it's probably just that you never really know what's going on in your life but God has this plan and Jesus has this plan for your life and my favorite Bible verse is John thirteen seven, and it says, uh, you do not know now, or Jesus replied that you do not know now, but later you will understand. And I think that that's what it all circles back to is where all that patience and maturity comes from is that I am not in control and I know that I'm not in control. 
And God puts you in situations that you can't control to show you that he's in control. It comes down to the fact that Jesus has a plan for your life. And if he loves you and he has your best intentions and everything, why wouldn't you trust that? So I just kind of got to roll with whatever he throws at me. And again, that is something that takes a lot of faith to say things like that, where you're not in control, God's in control. Was that something that you struggled with for a while? Or you said that it was kind of a whole 180. As soon as you trusted God and let him into your life, did you realize that you weren't in control anymore? Oh, yeah. He reminds me I'm not in control every day. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not something that is comes easy. And it's something I struggle with every day. I think having faith is, it's a verb. It's not, like, faith is not just this thing. It's, you have to work on it every single day. And it's believing without seeing. And it's, oh, gosh, it's the hardest thing, but it's also the most rewarding thing that mm-hmm. I can even think of. That's really good. That's really good. And... Who are some key people that you say have influenced you in your journey? You mentioned a friend that, you know, reached out for an invitation uh, to go to church whenever you were a kid. Um, So that, of course, would probably be one. But who are some other people that you feel like have been key influences on your faith journey? Um, Probably that pastor that I would sit down and talk with. He was upfront with me and honest with me and just gave me all the right answers. Um, And then I would say probably some of the youth leaders that I've had... uh, you know, they've been able to walk with me through some of my darkest times. And then honestly, I would say my brother, the one that struggles with a whole bunch of stuff, just because he is the example of Jesus loving the sinner. And I can look at him and see everything that he's struggling with and know that he's the prodigal son and that one day he'll come home and we're going to celebrate and it's going to be awesome. And um, I feel like I'm living in a parable. So I feel like that's definitely something that's brought me even closer to God. Yeah. And if someone was considering taking action like you have, so um, really a lot of, there are a lot of different paths in your journey that people can listen to in this episode and say, wow, okay, I'm in a position like that, or I could be in a similar position coming up in, in my life at some point. So whether that be going out of your comfort zone and moving somewhere else and having the faith that you'll, you'll land on your feet uh, and find another church, or maybe it's the aspect of, realizing that you're not in control and letting God control uh, your life because he is in control. If there are some specific things that you feel like your journey has led you to kind of teach others, what would you say to those people? Like what are some lessons that you've taken away that would be beneficial for them? I think the number one thing is just to let go and let God realize that you're not in control, that he has a plan for your life, And no matter what you do, you will never be able to shake that plan. That you can think that you're going to mess up all you want and you think that you're not good enough for it or God could never use you or whatever. But he has this amazing plan handwritten for your life and you just got to lean into that. And then I think you also just have to love all of his people because everybody is made by God. No matter if they look like you, act like you, talk like you, make the same choices, like the same football team or not, God loves them. God made them. So you have to love them just as much as he does. And you smiled when you said the football team thing. Is that a personal, is there like a personal story that's connected to you about? Oh gosh, I'm, I'm a sucker for some sports. I will <laughs> argue with anybody about anything, any team. So you have to, it. but you're, you're able to step away from that and say, I can love you as Yeah, as I'll God love the center. I'll love <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Well, Leah, thank you so much 
for sitting down and sharing your story and being on the Behind My Journey podcast. I know your story is going to be really helpful. Um, it was awesome to sit down with someone younger than me. <laughs> and it, 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 I mean, your story shows that I still have some things to work on. And I, I think that, that that is a testament to your, your journey. You, you are an amazing person. And the, the journey that you've been on and the story that you've shared today is going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much for sitting down and being a part of the Behind My Journey podcast. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.